internally, you know, we just don't do it well enough to say your first step in being a good manager is all about the people and spend the first three months just talking about the people. I don't give a crap about the KPIs because what I really want from you is I want you to build that relationship with your team and I want you to walk through the vision, the strategy. How are we going to have communication norms? You know, what are those things that we want as a team? Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Hello, and welcome back to another installment of Management Development Unlocked. Today, I have Darren Nerland with me from Amazon. Darren, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, thanks, Eric, for having me on. Uh, so my name is Darren Nerland, and I'm a Senior Learning and Leadership Program Manager at Amazon in their IT services department. So I do that for my day job and, and I line up leadership training. I develop it and I teach it, you know, from beginner level managers all the way up to some of the executives. And as well as my side hustle, if you will, I have a company called Skills Leap and we focus on skill development and upskilling within organizations. But the big thing that we do is we put on a conference every year for the last seven years, seven and a half years and called Learnapalooza. So we just had it in October and we'll have another one in 2023 in October as well. So yeah, those are those are kind of my my day job and my side hustle, which takes up a lot of time in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, based on what I've read on your LinkedIn profile, you do both very well. So I am quite impressed. If you haven't met Darren Nerland, check him out on LinkedIn. He's got quite the profile. So this is a management development show, and I'm going to ask you all kinds of questions about management development. Feel free to veer off into leadership as well, since that's your jam. But my first question is always, what's your philosophy of management development? So my, my philosophy on management development is be a coach is, is kind of my big, big philosophy or the way I think about managers is I actually don't like the, the word manager and in, in managing people or you know, executive and stuff like that. I love the idea that, you know, we are coaches within an organization that we're coaching for performance, we're coaching for behavior, those sort of things. So really, I think coaching, which includes a lot of things like feedback and listening and that sort of thing. But that's my philosophy on is, is, you know, you have to be a good coach in order to be a good leader within an organization. So those are the two things you'll hear me talk about is, is managers, great. But I will talk about them as leaders and coaches more often than I will around their title. Titles are great. You know, it makes it easy for the business card and, and for LinkedIn. But honestly, you know, I think there's a lot of things within that that we should be doing on the people side. And it should be all about the people. I totally agree. I think that I think that a manager needs to be a great coach first and foremost. And I think that everybody deserves great coaching from someone Absolutely. who's been trained and understands how to do it. And I just this morning taught a class on coaching and feedback for high performance. And what's nice is it's not that hard. Conceptually, coaching is not that difficult, but it, it could require a huge mindset shift from the, from the manager to learn how to ask good, deep questions and listen deeply and not want to jump in and solve things. Yeah, well, we're taught, you know, we're taught, you know, in lots of organizations shouldn't say taught because it's not a formal thing, but throughout, you know, throughout my career, I've had both good 
and so-so managers, right? Because I always try to find some, the nuggets, right, within there of like, what did I learn from this manager, even though I didn't, you know, maybe they didn't help me grow that much in that role at that time. But really, when you think about it, lots of people think, you know, managing is, when you say the word manage, that means you're managing, you know, the, the KPIs and you're managing the schedule and you're managing the budget and that sort of thing. And so, yes, that's true. But that's, that's a, in my opinion, that's a small fraction of the job. What you're really doing is, is you're coaching people, right? But we, we tend to direct, right? That's how we, you know, I was brought up in, in, in my corporate career was a lot of my, my supervisors, my managers, my directors, they would direct. And I think that in, to, especially in today's world, people want to be part of the decision-making process, want to be heard and want that autonomy and they should, they should get it. And we should trust them to, to, to do those things, make some mistakes and that's fine. But yeah, so, so it's not about directing. It's about coaching uh, and, and giving them the encouragement and the autonomy and the trust to do those things. Because most people, I think, you know, if you, if you give that to them, they'll make good decisions or they'll come back to you and say, Hey, I, you know, I have some, you know, some uh, challenges here. You know, what, what can we do together to work through this? So that's that's the things that I try to try to think about when people talk about you know how do we how do we develop good managers and, and so um, yeah so it really is you know about that performance and that coaching and stuff and the word autonomy triggered me into thinking about Dan Pink's book uh, Drive mm, and yeah. if if you're not familiar with Drive it's a it's a fantastic book by uh, Dan Pink Daniel Pink. Mm-hmm. And he talks about autonomy, mastery, and purpose as being the three things that really motivate people yeah. as opposed to yeah. just the paycheck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, why do you value management development? What does it do for Amazon? So for Amazon, you know, the, the thing I value about this is within, you know, as I said before, you know, most people come in to management or get promoted into management because they're good at something, uh, they're good at their job. And so when they're good at their job, that means, hey, you know, you know, maybe they're an engineer and they get promoted to a manager. So maybe they've been doing coding for the last five or six years, or maybe they're in marketing, you know, and they're really great at designing, you know, marketing brochure and getting it out to the, you know, to the pipeline and funnel for sales, you know, those sort of things. But people get promoted because they're really good at their job, but they don't have the tool sets to be a good people manager. They're great at managing projects and stuff like that, but managing people is different. And so for me, that's, that's the exciting thing. And that's one of the things that in Amazon, we really try to do is we, you know, in IT services, one of the directives that, that I had for this year was we needed to upskill and we're going to have to continue this into 2023 as a, as a theme is, is how do we develop managers into great people managers rather than just manage the work? How do we, how do they become great people managers and develop other people so that they get, so they can have a great, you know, a life cycle or employee life cycle. So, you know, so those are the kinds of things that we're looking at doing in Amazon is how do we partner with other managers to think about, you know, the peer to peer learning? Because, because honestly, myself, you know, I, I support about 160 managers worldwide. I can't meet with every single one of them. I can't do enough classes. I need to get the word out there that, hey, you're a good manager. You're a great mentor. You're a great coach. Let's let's do some of that peer to peer stuff. And so those are the things I'm working on in, in Amazon. Those are the things that that's really important to us. 
you know, is that, is that career development, that people development and managers, manager, those, especially those mid-level managers are the ones that, that do it for us. Well, that flows really nicely into my next question, which is how specifically do you approach management development at, at Amazon? So, the, you know, it, it's going to vary a little bit department by department because Amazon is so big. But I can tell you from IT services perspective, you know, the way we think about management development or leadership development is we always start with kind of, you know, what are the competencies and skill sets that you need as a manager? And then we look at things like our pulse survey and figure out where some of those gaps are. So what are what are what you know, so if I look at the pulse survey over the, the last six months, I can see some trends in, hey, you know, you know, people are saying that they'd like better, you know, feedback. They would like, you know, uh, managers to think differently about how you lead virtual teams and those sort of things. So really it's, again, it's department by department, but I try to build learning paths based on those pain points. And so for me, this year is, is, it's really been a theme is upskilling, especially in the soft skills around kind of those, the, the coaching competency, which includes those listening, the feedback, the developing of the people and their professional development plans, uh, performance management, all of those things um, are, are things that we're focused on uh, for managers. Um, this year, we focused on in 2022, we'll continue to focus, to focus on those core skills for managers that we think are core skills for uh, IT service managers, and we'll continue that theme into 2023. Nice. Very nice. I am curious... Do you have any favorite tools or models? Because you've, you've mentioned coaching a bit, and I'm wondering mm. if you have a favorite tool or a favorite model that you use. So, so starting off with just kind of going back to the basics, whether or not you are you know, tenured in your manager role or not, one of the things that, that uh, I love to do is, is really start with, the, with uh, SMART goals. Right. So let's make sure that we're writing goals for our, our team and for people in the way that that makes sense. So so as we all know, it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to cascade down, right? It's supposed to cascade down from the top. But when you get down to the team level, that those goals are going to be a little bit different and how they ramp up to KPIs and then for individuals. So I actually encourage managers first to start off and actually um, not just plan team goals, um, but to plan individual goals and using the SMART model uh, for that. And then the second part is from a coaching perspective, I use the GROW model. So, you know, so what are we trying to, you know, what are we trying to accomplish? What are the goals that we're trying to uh, accomplish? What's the reality, you know, look like, you know, within the organization? How much can we get done? What are some of the, the options that we have or, or the obstacles, how do we, and I, and I hate challenges, obstacles. I always call them opportunities. So I actually rename this. I'm like, what are the opportunities? And then, you know, how are we going to do it? So, so, you know, what's that look like, you know, from, you know, from that perspective. So yeah, that's, that's the model I use. It's, it's actually been used quite a bit in Amazon over the last couple of years, I know. So it's not like it's not like I went out and said, oh, this is a great model. I, mean, I talked to a lot of my peers within Amazon as I came into this role. I was, I was in other leadership roles, but this role specifically in IT services about a year ago. And, and again, we said, hey, we need help in coaching. How do we do this? You're speaking my love language with smart goals <laughs> and the grow model. I, I just taught the grow model three hours ago. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good. 
how come you're using smart and not OKRs? You know, John Doerr and his OKRs are all the rage in some places. You know, it's, I'll be really transparent here in that I think that things like OKRs are great at at the executive level. I think even at at the department level. But as you get down to, to teams and managers and individuals, that it's harder for individuals to kind of wrap their their arms around OKRs a little bit. And smart goals are just there's so much more individualized, or they can be. And, and so and, and people tend to get it, you know. So even though um, even though it kind of rolls up into OKRs or KPI, you know, and the KPIs and metrics, I think smart goals are just for for me, anyways. It's the way it's the way uh, we present it to the people. I don't have to explain it too too much. You present the smart model if they've never heard of it before. Most people have, but they get it, and so it's something that they can wrap their arms around really quickly and say, "Okay, here here we go. We're, you know, uh, we can do this." And it's it's actually a fairly quick exercise, right? Or it can be, and and you don't have to go back and, and re-explain and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's just a simpler model. It, it, you know, there's other ways of doing it, I know, but that's the one that works for me and my teams. Yeah, I, I appreciate SMART for the same reason. It is it is fairly intuitive. I can teach SMART goals and SMART goal setting in about 15 minutes, you know, explain the yeah. concept and then give folks a chance to, to, to practice writing some SMART goals. My favorite th- thing to do with teams is to get them together either with a jam board or a Miro board or something and Love come it. up with team goals. So I'll yeah. teach a little brainstorming methodology first. Or get them together in a physical space with a bunch of post-its and Sharpies. And yeah. that, that really gets the energy up in a, in a team. And by the time you're done, that team is committed to those goals because they've had their hands on them, which is really yeah. nice. By the way, you know, Eric, I, I love what you're saying. Just to, just to riff off that just as, for a second is we don't do that enough, right? So you just said Jamboard. You just said get it in person, writing, you know, write them down either on post-it notes or whiteboards and stuff like that. We just don't do that enough. We, we tend to let the, the manager create the vision and, and, and do the work or the director's doing this and, and creates this, you know, the strategy and directs. But really it needs to keep on going down in order for people to feel like that they relate to those bigger goals, right? So what do I do that relates to the bigger goal for Amazon, right? How do I support the customers within Amazon? And so that's that's the kinds of things that we have to be able to do with the people. And you can only do that by, by getting their feedback, by getting them involved in some of those decision making things like like goals, you know, and, and and how does and how can they affect those goals? And so, yeah, better commitment by you know allowing them to ask questions, allowing them to give feedback, and honestly, again, this goes back to autonomy of making decisions on their own so that they can push things forward without me having to you know look over their shoulder all the time, which I hate doing anyways. I'm, I'm just not one of those people that micromanages anyways. I couldn't say it any better. Fantastic, good stuff. Thank you. Well, where do you think the management development space needs to go to evolve and help companies achieve even more? And again, if you want to riff from management to leadership, that's totally fine with me. Yeah. So there's a couple of things I think here. And, and, you know, I'll share a quick story. 
So a few years ago, this is actually almost 10 years ago now, I was at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and you know, we were talking about, you know, what, what could we do to motivate leaders within the organization? And keep in mind that the Gates Foundation, we're like, everybody's a leader. So everybody's basically getting invited to this training around, you know, leadership development and how do we, how do we help people be authentic at work? That was kind of our theme of like, how do we get people to show up and be authentic? You know, which is unusual in lots of organizations. So I think we need to do more of that. But Here's what happened was, was they said, Hey, what about Brene Brown? She got this great book out and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, dare to lead and, and, and those sort of things. And I was one of the first ones that went, Oh my God, no, not that, not this, not this touchy feely stuff. Right now, keep in mind, I'm a hugger. I, I love people. I, you know, I love to go have coffee. Eric, if you and I were meeting, you know, you'd, you'd hand out you or you'd put out your hand. I'd come in for a hug anyways. Right. And so, um, and so, you know, so I love this stuff, but at work, I was never taught that, right? I was never taught like, we well, can do these things. Well, and I'm not talking about touching and stuff like that. What I'm talking about is being authentic, being vulnerable at work. And as, as managers in management development, we need more empathy. We need more trust. We need to be able to build relationships within the organizations, within your teams, and have those, those really critical conversations and that leads to, you know, other things like, you know, how do we solve for conflict and stuff like that. But I think we need to be, I think if, if you're a great leader, you're a nonconformist, right? That's the way I look at it is, you know, most managers are like, well, I do this, I do this. I, I don't care about all those things. What I care about is when people say, hey, I'm a manager and this is what I do for my people. So if it's people first, then metrics, I, I'm in. And that's where I think we, we, we need to, to go with managers is too often we start off with management development is, is, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, when we bring someone in to help, you know, like with a disc program or something like that, because those are really helpful. What I'm talking about is internally, you know, we just don't do it well enough to say your first step in being a good manager is all about the people and spend the first three months just talking about the people. I don't give a crap about the KPIs because what I really want from you is I want you to build that relationship with your team. And I want you to, to, to you know, to walk through the vision, the strategy. How are we going to do, um, how are we going to have communication norms? You know, what are those things that we want as a team? And so, and then how do we help each other be accountable? So for me, it really is about, you know, showing up authentically, being yourself, being honest about everything, you know, within the org, having those really good and hard conversations. And so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of preaching the choir here and I'm sure even the listeners are saying, yeah, that makes sense. We just don't do enough of it. So I think we need to break out of that and become empathetic managers uh, and, and become really better leaders across the board. We are absolutely singing from the same sheet of music. It's hilarious. I've done a bunch of blog posts and LinkedIn posts about management, empathy and management. And I've got a couple of articles coming out nice. all about empathy and management. So you and I are in lockstep with that. Yeah, good stuff. Well, it, it, the cool thing is we didn't sync on this, right? You know, you and I, no, you, not and I a bit. Uh, 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 you know, you and I have very similar thoughts on this. We already know that. But, you know, you know, we connect every few months. You've been involved in Learn Blues. I think you've seen that is, is I keep on coming back to, you know, what are we doing for the people? What are we doing for the community? You know, how do we how do we accomplish those things? And I I want to do it in ways that that are, you know, 
potentially non-traditional. It's like, let's have, here's a great example. Let's have an offsite. And the first day, we're not going to talk about KPIs. We're not going to talk about goals. We're going to spend the, the first day of an offsite getting to know each other, building our team, our team norms, whatever those happen to be. We're going to do do maybe maybe a disc thing, you know, or a strength finder or something like that. Those are the things we're going to do first. Then we'll get to the goals, maybe in that offsite, right? So yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. I just did strength finders with ATD. Oh, nice! I, I enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, nice. Well, do you have a product or a service or a conference? that you'd like to plug. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Eric. I certainly do. If people want to check out um, Skills Leap, yes, we have Learnapalooza that's coming out. We'll have another conference in 2023, October, but it's, ne- it's never too early to plan for these things. So if you go to skillsleap.com, you'll find articles that I've written, other people within the Skills Leap community have written articles that we post up there. And then we're always doing some events throughout the year. So we'll do a couple of what, what I call on the hot seat moments. In fact, Eric, Eric, you're going to be doing one in spring of next year on some of the things, some of the work you've been doing. So I think we'll have a similar conversation, but I'm going to put you on the hot seat early next year, early spring of next year. And so that's one of the things that we'll do. So we'll do on the hot seat things. We'll do learn a palooza. In fact, we've got a couple of surprises in 2023 for the Learnapalooza community or the Skillsleap community. So if people go to skillsleep.com, they can sign up for our newsletter. And I guarantee you, number one, you're going to be surprised at a couple of things that are going to be coming out before the conference. And then I think you'll be surprised on how much innovation we're going to put into the conference for 2023, because we're all about innovating and learning. So yeah, thank you for letting me plug that. And I would absolutely say if, if you haven't been to Learnapalooza and you're anywhere near the Pacific Northwest, it's it's worth traveling to. I went to my first live Learnapalooza this year and loved it. Really enjoyed it. And you and your hot seat do not scare me. So bring it. <laughs> All right. Bring it on. Nice. Bring it on. Love it. Let us proceed to the lightning round. All right. So these are a few questions okay. uh, where listeners get a chance to learn a little bit more about you. Perfect. So first question, if you were in my seat and could interview anybody you wanted, who would it be and why? Can it be living, dead, that sort of thing? Anybody. Anybody at all. Anybody. Anybody. You know you know who would I who I would interview? I'd interview my father, who passed away about fifteen years ago. And the reason for that is because he was a, he was a, he owned his own business for thirty years. A fantastic, fantastic person at building relationships but not a really good businessman. And so, um, so I, I take a lot of those things that I, that I saw, you know, in the way he did business and do it differently because of that. But his, his, the way he built relationships was just amazing. And he was just so well known in that community that, that he was in plastic fabrication and just, just, so that's a person I'd love to sit down with and, and just Pick his brain about, you know, how he thought about those things himself and how he, you know, he was authentic. He was one of the free people back in, you know, 70s, 80s that I saw firsthand that were just authentic and were didn't have the veneer, you know, finish and stuff like that. He was just like, I'm imperfect, but that's okay. And so, yeah, he, he'd be the one I would, I would love to sit down and interview. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You got me thinking of my grandfather. He died when I was 10 and so many things I wanted to ask oh, him. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. Next question. What's your favorite 
vacation spot and why? Oh, well, I, I can only pick one, but so I've done I've done quite a bit of travel, but I love Japan for two reasons. One is the chaos that happens in like Tokyo and you're just like fully surrounded and immersed in this neon and cosplay and anime stuff and and everything that goes on, you know, within the city of Tokyo and the big buildings and stuff like that. I love that. And then you take, you know, a couple hour ride to Kyoto and you've got this calm and and, and zen-like you know, kind of city, you know, city that you can just relax in and, and just, and just kind of, you know, transcend into, you know, what is it that I want to be, you know, for the future. So that blend of yin and yang almost, right. Or that chaos and, and calmness is just a fascinating place to me. So I, I love Japan as, as a vacation spot. Oh uh, yeah. I really enjoyed Japan. I've been three times and really enjoyed it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. More, more fun when you go with, with a guide who, who speaks Japanese, but you, you can, you can do okay. <laughs> just bumbling around. That's what I usually do. Yeah. Uh, just bumble around. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you most like to travel aside from Japan? So I, I, Antarctica, it, it's, it's, it's the last continent I, I, I haven't been to. I think it's just a fascinating place to get to. I don't think people understand the dangers of getting there, even though there's like, Hey, there's a cruise that goes to Antarctica. It's actually kind of dangerous too. And then just being able to be there and just go, I touched this, this part of, you know, of of Antarctica. So yeah, it's, it's an odd place I know, but that's a place I'd love to go and learn and just learn from the people that go there because uh, now I don't want to stay there for six months or anything, but but I I would love a few weeks there, you know, just um, like I said, is just learn because you have to be, I think you have to be a strong person in order to do those kinds of things where you are on a continent that is barren like that for months at a time. It would be really interesting to do that, I think, someday. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that. I'm a scuba diver, and I've talked to people who have dived in Antarctica, and they wow. rave about it. Well, it's, that'd, be, it's, that'd be awesome. Yeah. 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 Like, just to, to be diving under the ice. It does require yeah. a heated dry suit. Heated dry suit. Oh, it does. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Technology is sure, yeah, involved sure. in it's a like, big yeah, way. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last speed round question for you, sir. What brings you the most joy in your life? It's going to sound cliche, but loving people, loving my family, loving my friends, enjoying life because I'm around such great people that motivate and inspire me. Yeah. Right on, man. Cool. Well, Darren, thank you so much. That was an amazing experience. Half an hour flew by. So that was really, really fun. How can people find you if they want to reach out to you? You can definitely find me on LinkedIn. So Darren Nerland on LinkedIn. You can also kind of find me through SkillsLeap. So SkillsLeap.com is another way of doing that. Yeah. And, and happy to connect with anybody out there, you know, that wants to, you know, have a virtual coffee, in-person coffee, have a chat on Zoom. I love talking about, you know, people and management and leadership and just geeking out. Okay. Well, that's how you get a hold of Darren. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Eric P. Girard on LinkedIn. We'll see you at the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at GerardTrainingSolutions.com. Solutions.com.